Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're locked in to the hottest station on the planet. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without the following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon God be the glory How's everyone doing today? We have a great show lined up for you We're serving uh, Saturday's buffet today So feel free to get off the buffet line What is needed to satisfy your hunger pains Today, we are blessed and highly favored with Impact Dog Trainer, Mark Mayo. Welcome to the Buffet Line, Mark. We are in need as a community to help our unruly animals, and we believe that Mark has the answer and the key to our prayers of how to take care of our furry family members. Those of you uh, who are in his area, and he'll uh, let you know uh, before the show is over with what area that he services. We hope that you uh, take advantage of the benefits of having obedient uh, animals. 
Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Mark. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Mark, um, I've already stated what the name of your company is, but I'll let you have the pleasure of uh, introducing your company to the radio audience this morning, this afternoon. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Mark with Impact Dog Training, and uh, we are a family-owned uh, business, and um, we specialize in pet obedience, anywhere from minor behavior issues that you, you may have, such as um, puppy biting or jumping, um, some um, dog socialization issues where the dog may be reactive to other dogs. Um, the dog may be a little reactive to um, people. Um, we like to expose them to those situations and, you know, just teach the dog how to properly handle those situations. We also cover uh, basic obedience commands such as sit down, um, send the place. Um, we deal with crate training where um, we we will um, associate the dog to a, a crate and let it know that it's not a bad place for it to be, um, but it's a safe place where the dog can, can go and be secured without getting into anything that can cause it any type of health issues. Oh, wow. What an awesome service. Do you have a website, Mark? Yes, ma'am, I do. Um, so they can look me up on uh, impactdogtraining.com. Um, I also can be found on, on Facebook. And um, most of my people find me on a uh, simple Google search in the area, and my name comes right up, Impact Dog Training, LLC. Awesome. Listen, uh, for those of you who are listening and you perhaps didn't get all of that information, uh, Mark's going to revisit that um, later on in the show so we can kind of make sure you get it. For those of you who um, are listening and want that information, uh, why don't you grab pencil and paper so that when we come back this time, we'll kind of slow our rolls and make sure you get it. Uh, Mark, are you are your prices on your website? No, ma'am, they are not. Um, what we do is that we will customize a, a training program based off of your individual needs. So that can, you know, vary depending on the dog that we have to, you know, uh, deal with. Um, so it's kind of on a on a situational base manner because of time that 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 we have to put in. So we have to customize it and for that way. Wow. I don't have an animal, but you you really making me want one because I would love to have one that's trained. <laughs> Amen. So, Mark, yes, uh, I'm in South Carolina, so I know you don't service my area, but what areas do you serve? So I service the Colleen Fort Hood area um, and the Tri-City area that are surrounding that area. So we cover Copper's Cove, um, Harker Heights, Belton Temple, um, Lamp Passes, things around that area there. But I have had uh, clients call me from Round Rock, Salado, so we do travel. I was just about to ask you, uh, uh, Mark, in, in special situations, because I know if I owned a furry animal and I was listening to you today, I'm already sold. So I would be, <laughs> calling, I would be calling you to do something with my animal. Uh, matter of fact, I, I was thinking about um, <laughs> some of these behavioral things that you uh, deal with, I wish you were around when I was raising my children. I could I could have used a little help there. But anyway. <laughs> yes, it is so anyway, similar. So, you know, um, Mark, uh, many people have, uh, and I'm one, I'm afraid of your dog. And, and, and you often try and convince me not to be, but that's just who I am. But there are many times when I ran across certain types of dogs in my walking and my exercises, 
and they they according to you have gotten a bad rap. So what breeds right. dogs do you train? So I train all breeds of dogs. Um, now I want to you know point out to people who are more leery of specific breeds. All dogs can bite. You know, whether it's a chihuahua, whether it's a poodle, you know, put in a certain situation and not properly uh, trained or exposed to that situation, dogs will um, resort to their nature, which is to either run from you or to go towards you. Um, They are constantly in a a battle of fight or flight. So um, getting to the breed, I will train any breed. you know, whether it's a pit bull, whether it's a uh, a, a Yorkie, um, all dogs need training. So I like to make myself available um, to anyone who has a, a breeder dog that needs assistance. You know, uh, Mark, uh, after I announced uh, this week's show, um, I've had uh, some calls and text messages about your services. And uh, a lot of people have issues with their furry animals not being obedient. So let me ask you mm. a question, sidebar. Uh, yes. If, if I were to go and, and purchase a, a animal or somebody gave me one, would you say that, that dog training is necessary for all dogs? I do. I do, 100%. Because dogs do not come to us, you know, pre-wired and, and trained or anything like that. They are wild animals until they have been domesticated and as um, responsible homeowners or I mean pet owners we want to teach our dogs what our standard is what our expectations of them are Um, then they're not going to know that our sofa and our beds and our pillows or stuff are are valuable to us they just believe that you know whatever that they can put in their mouth is free game to to chew on, tear up, and things of that nature. So we have to show our dogs, teach our dogs what their boundaries are and being consistent with with the expectations. Wait a minute, Mark. I believe, I I, I just believe you you quit talking about animals and you start talking about my grandchildren. What kind of, are you throwing shots at me today? (laughs) Ma'am, it is so similar. It is, it is, and I'm just smiling and laughing because it sounds like some of the activities that my grandchildren do. They don't know their limits or or the boundaries that we have that we have set. So, what kind right. of behavior do you uh, help owners with, uh, Mark? So, majority of the time that um, people call me is because they either have dogs who are just rambunctious in the house. Um, the uh, the homeowner hasn't given them boundaries so they are jumping on the couches jumping on guests they are uh, nuisance barking you know bark at whatever that comes in the door knocks on the door um so yeah bolting out the front door whenever that the door is is open also pulling on the leash while they're outside walking walking up and down the street um trying to you know go go towards uh, strangers and, and things of that nature so um, these are very common behaviors that dogs will um, will do until we actually show them what our expectations of and and how to properly um, behave in those situations. You know, Mark, I, I I really got ahead of myself with you today. I didn't um, I didn't properly uh, introduce this show. 
Uh, I wanted to okay. let our listeners okay. know, and we're going to go back to this, but I wanted to let our listeners know uh, why we're doing uh, businesses today. And I was outside earlier in my yard, and I say, Lord, I dare not call these businesses small business. I, I don't believe that your business is a small business, so I'm not going to put that, that noun, I believe it is, before your your business. I believe that every yes, business every business has the potential to be great. And and I believe that your business has that potential as well. I see success in your in your near future, son. I I, I, I know the passion that you have for this job that you're doing. And I love the passion that you have. I love the drive that you have. I love the fact that you make your business a family business. So I'm featuring you today. I'm featuring you today and introducing you to an audience that perhaps did not know about you. And my prayers and my desires is that after today, I don't want you overwhelmed, but I want you real busy, son. I I want you busy because there are a lot of people who put their hands to businesses, but they don't have the passion for it. They're doing it to make money. I see a different side of business with you. I see a man who wants to see animals under control. I see a man that's doing what he loves, and he happens to be getting paid for it. And I'm just so enjoying uh, the benefit of having you on speed dial, sir. I I don't have an animal. But there are some things about uh, this animal kingdom that I'm learning through you that uh, have gotten me intrigued. <laughs> your, your, your dad, I told your dad, I want to, um, I want to kindle, I want to kindle now just in case. And he's fighting me on it, but I'm going to win this battle. <laughs> animals, uh, like I say, I, I'm, I'm a little intimidated by them, but a trained animal uh, is uh, really uh, appealing to me. And then, you know, yes, there's, there's some other things, um, that appeal to me about animals, and I hope and pray that we get a chance to, to, to revisit that. Um, also, I want to uh, ask you another question. If, if a listener wants to um, have your service, what should they do, and what is, your pro- what is your process? So if they want my service, just simply um, log on to the uh, website, um, impactdogtraining.com, or they can do a Google search and find me there. Um, leave me your contact information, a, a question um, that you may have. Um, briefly describe your issue or, or your situation, and then it will send me a direct email. Um, I will con- contact you back as soon as possible um, to schedule a free consultation um, if you are in my service area. Now, if I, I do have to travel over um, 50 miles or so, then, then there is a charge. Um, that is for uh, gas purposes and things of that nature. Um, okay. But yeah, just contact me. Um, we can schedule a free consultation, and then I will come there, visit you, visit your dog, assess the situation, um, discuss what it is that your goals are, um, and then I will let you know how, what systematic approach that we sh- we should take. For this, and if you agree with it, then we will discuss prices right there on the spot. Oh wow! So, so what is this boot board and training, and and what are the benefits of, of having that, uh, Mark? Oh, board and trade. Uh, it's a so this is my most popular um, service, and what it is is that 
I bring your dog home with me. So it's, it's very similar to a boot camp where we attempt to, you know, just refresh your dog, um, start from scratch, um, take him out of his comfort zone, out of his um, familiar place. And I just, you know, work with him, develop him and or, or her, but I'm going to say he just for um, generalization. So work with him in order to, you know, show him the things that are expected of him in, in, a, in a home environment. Um, I don't have a facility. Um, I work out of my home because I feel like it is, it, it is easier to translate the training that the, the dog learns here with me, um, translate it back to your home, um, home environment because there are boundaries that are very similar, such as the kitchen, such as the couches, um, beds, things of that nature, um, doors and windows and strangers coming in, knocking on the door. So it's very comparable to um, our homes. So I like to bring them home with me, um, refresh everything, start from scratch, um, show him positively how to behave. And then once we've done that for about a week or so, then we hold them to that standard. Um, so I, I am a balanced trainer where we um, do both positive and negative reinforcement and positive and negative punishment. Um, that way that the dog understands the expectations and then he's held to that standard so that they won't try to manipulate you because dogs are very manipulative. So, yes, so <laughs> my boarding training, they, they are the most popular. Um, so the dog comes home with me, like I mentioned before, and then after um, we have completed the, the training, I bring the dog back home to you, and then we will generalize what the dog has learned in my house and ensure that it translates um, to your house. And then so that process usually takes about – an hour, two hours maybe, but, you know, we don't like to rush it. We take our time to ensure that the client um, is comfortable with taking the leash. Um, we are only successful when the client is able to um, perform the things that I do. Um, so as a dog trainer, I will teach my clients how to also be a, a dog trainer and reinforce those uh, behaviors that the dog already knows and not to allow the dog to manipulate them thinking that they don't know what's expected. Amazing. Just simply amazing. So uh, another sidebar for you, uh, Mark, okay. are, is your, are your family members a part of this uh, training uh, program as well? The children, the wife, everybody gets involved in this? Yes, ma'am. It is a, it is definitely a family affair. Um, so Reason being because I, we need to make sure that it isn't just one person who is handling the dog. So um, I I take advantage of my children either laying on the couch, playing the um, playing the games, or you know working around the house doing chores. So these are very normal things that you know the average household um, does. So these experiences that the dog sees is what we use to kind of train him into um, what, what we will show him in the other person's house or the client's home. But also, um, if, if I need assistance with something, such as um, recording or um, taking one dog and 
associating him with another dog, um, I would have my wife or my son um, walk the dogs past each other in a way that we can show them that, okay, this is how we want you to respond. You know, I don't know about the the rest of the listeners, but I'm just astonished at the process myself and how you acclimate these animals uh, to one another and to uh, greater and better behavior. And I, I know that the listeners who are uh, having trouble with their furry uh, family members are intrigued mm-hmm. on today. I know that there are some saying, what are they talking about? But then you know what? We're not really, uh, we're not really trying to uh, address them because they don't have the uh, issues, but we are trying to help those who do have issues. Uh, so, so, Mark, where are you located, and do you allow clients to visit your home? I am located in Colleen, Texas. And, yes, um, clients are more than will, uh, welcome to visit my home. Um, that way that they can see how I run my business. They can meet the dogs that are here, um, not physically meet them, such as touching them or messing with them, but, but they can view them in their environment. Um, that way that, that they feel more comfortable with uh, okay. seeing how and where their dog will be living, the, the type of living conditions that the dogs will be in. I believe you've already answered the um, question that I was about to ask you about uh, the benefits of training outside of the home. I think you've already answered that. But where in your home? uh, uh, I'm sorry. I said that um, if there's a question that you would like to repeat, please ask it. Okay. Okay, Great. So, So what are the benefits of training out of your home, Mark? So, the main benefit is so that it is translated or that we can generalize what happens here in my home compared to what happens there at your home. So if the dog sees a um, very similar environment, so dogs learn in pictures. So seeing a couch, seeing someone lay on a couch, um, I have a lot of clients who just allows the dogs to jump on the couch because they have a hard time telling their dogs no. So what I've done is I've created that same situation in that same environment, and I've taught the dog that even though that there's someone laying on the couch does not give you permission to jump on the couch. So when the client is laying on the couch, the dog downs next to them on on the side of the, or the sofa, or they may sit there on the side of the sofa, but um, ultimately we teach the dog place. So place is a very, um, it is a very rewarding place for the dog. It is a elevated cot or a bed where we send the dog so that he can relax. So while the owner is on the couch relaxing, the dog can go to his place bed and relax as well. That way that he doesn't have to be um, always touching his owner on top of his owner, but just allowing the dog to, you know, be in your presence, but not necessarily in the way of things. So we I'm like sorry, to um, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. So um, being in a home environment where we train just allows it to translate better when we take the dog from my home to your home. I saw your dog on the treadmill, and I know that you and your wife are, <laughs> are, are, are in your yeah, whole family. Yeah. You you guys believe in fitness. And uh, for those mm-hmm. of you who are listening, 
uh, you don't have to worry about your uh, furry family member coming back unfit. He gets to walk on the treadmill, which is something that blew me away the day that I saw that, that I witnessed that. But, Mark, where, where in your home do, do uh, you house your clients' dogs? So the dogs will be housed in our living room area. That way that they are very close and uh, a proximity of family and friends who are in our common areas. Um, that way that they can see us and, and not really be a nuisance where they feel like they, they have to be close to us, next to us, on top of us, or whatever like that. So they are in our home. Um, we start with crate training our dogs that way that we ensure that they're safe. Um, and then going from there, um, we also teach them place that way that they're not in the crate, but they're outside the crate on a place bed where they can still um, see us, be around us, and things of that nature, um, but not have to be feeling like they have to touch touch us and be next to us. Because what happens when a dog is 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 too dependent on human contact or human touch that when that bond or that um, that closeness is set, is separated for say for instance. Um, you have to go to work or uh, whatever like that where you have to leave the dog by itself. It has a very difficult time being alone. So there's a lot of whining. There's a lot of um, destructive behaviors that the dog is is a feeling because of the anxiety, because of the stress. And the only um, outlet that he has is either barking, whining, or being destructive. So, so we like to I'm teach gonna, the dog that it's, it's okay ahead, ahead. for them to, to be by themselves. Um, that way that once we have to leave them, that they're fine. Okay. I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to uh, put a plug in there because um, you said in the living room, and, uh, and mm-hmm. from where I'm from, the living room is that off-limit room with the white carpet. <laughs> you do mean family <laughs> room, right? <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, right. I do mean the family room where right, um, right. We can all just sit on the sofa, watch TV yeah. as a family, and the dogs are, um, they have crates around the the area. Um, like currently, I have six dogs, three personal dogs, and I also have three client dogs. And they are okay. in my living room area, well, my family room area. And right, right now, I'm in my home, and they're quiet. Because we actually teach the dogs how to, you know, be quiet in the home. Uh, they can bark and be dogs uh, however that they need to be outside. But in the home, relax, settle down, be at peace, um, be seen, but don't be heard. <laughs> so super work on that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mark, Mark, Mark. I, I really have to cut you off right there. Are you telling me that you've trained those dogs to have inside voices? Are you telling me that? <laughs> what? Yes, ma'am. So we have to, you know, we have to have, you know, um, expectations of our dogs. And and once we, you know, teach our dogs what it is that we expect of them, and whenever that they make a mistake, you know, we just we understand mistakes happen. So they will whine, they will bark, but then you know, we just have to be consistent with our expectation. And as we continue to, you know, hold them to that standard, those behaviors decrease. So barking and whining, that is a, um, that's them trying to communicate 
to us what they want from us. But, you know, we teach them the appropriate way communicating with us. So if if your dog is whining and barking for whatever reason and you give it what it wants, such as letting it outside or letting it out the crate, then the dog's just trained you. So now the dog realizes that that's a, a communication tool that it uses more often in order to get what it wants. So I do the opposite. The dog barks, the dog yells. It doesn't get what it wants. It gets, you know, a a reprimand instead, mm. something that the dog doesn't like. Teaching it that, you, you know, that's real, not the appropriate You are the real way. MVP, Mr. Mayo. You are the real <laughs> MVP in my book because uh, yes, just those behavioral improvements have already um, been something I believe should be worthy of your services being rendered. Um, uh, just say you're on the show today and you get 12 calls tomorrow. How many of those uh, clients can get their dog service with you at one time? I take three dogs at one time. Um, my method is, you know, my belief is is quality over quantity. I don't want to take on more, you know, dogs because then it loses um, time and consistency from my other band clients. So I, I like to ensure that each dog gets, gets their fair share of work. And, and also, some dogs may need more attention than other dogs. So I don't want to, you know, stretch myself thin. I also have a family, you know, myself. So I have to give my wife her attention. I have to give my kids their attention. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm I'm just one person. So I try to hold it to just three dogs, you know, four at the very max. But, you know, that's that's very rare. Three dogs okay. I am comfortable with, and that's where I will well, Mark, don't you dare go anywhere. We're going to come back and uh, finish this conversation off. Um, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I would be intrigued by the furry animal world, but uh, you've got my goat this morning, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, Mark, we're going we're gonna to stop right now and give people a breather. And when we come okay. back, the first thing we're going to offer them is that website information, so be prepared to take that. If you're listening on today and you're considering um, impact, uh, impact, impact, impact dog training, uh, uh, Mark Mayo. Listen, um, we're gonna we're gonna come back. This show is not just about dog training today. We have um, the beautiful, the one and only Tiana Mayo with us today, and we also have the uh, outstanding, the amazing. Roberta Jones with us today. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We have a great show lined up for you today. We're all smiles over here. We're all smiles over here. We're going to take a a song break right now. We're going to come right back and talk with you, Mark. Don't you dare go anywhere. Go ahead. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. I want to be close 
close to your side. So heaven is real and death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing as one, singing
This is God's journey, child. Fiddle, chestnut. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We're talking with Mark Mayo today. Impact, M, the uh, capital M-PAC dog trainer, Mark Mayo, on the buffet on today. Mark, we're back. Good afternoon, we everyone. Thank you. We want to ask you, do you take puppies and dogs that have health issues? Yes, so I do take puppies. Now, dogs with health issues, we um, don't like to take that for the fact that, that is, um, that's a risk to our dogs that we have here, um, my personal dog and other dogs that are boarding. So we ensure that every dog that that, that comes to us are vaccinated, um, they have all their shots, and that we also do a health assessment um, prior to them um, starting our boarding train. Uh, puppies, yes, I love puppies. Puppies are my my gym. I love them because they are so impressionable. They're so happy, bubbly, and all they want to do is learn. Um, so I like to take puppies more than I like to take other dogs, but once again, I'm not biased. I'll, I'll take them all. Oh, so now we're talking about Snicker on the program today. Oh, <laughs> Snicker got in, okay? Okay. But anyway, uh, for those of you that just tuned in and you're not really sure about our conversation on today, we're talking with business owners. We're promoting and featuring business owners on today and people that have made uh, valuable life uh, uh, altering uh uh, career cho- uh, choices in their life. I'm a little tired tongue today. Okay. Well, listen, uh, we're talking with uh, dog trainer Mark Mayo. We have others that are on the show. So if you're not interested in the dog training portion, please give him a listen. You never know where this information may take you. Uh, do you communicate with the owners while their dogs are in your care? And what form of communication and how often, Mark? Yes, ma'am. Um, so, it is very important that I stay in contact with the owner that way that, um, for one, they can feel, tr- um, you know, comfortable with working with me. I've, I've taken their, their baby from them, <laughs> so I have to ensure that they uh, feel comfortable, that they still, you know, have a, have a uh, feeling of, of trust and a um, connection with their puppy, even though, or their dog, even though that they're here with me. So I, I call them frequently. I also send videos. I send pictures. Um, I, I post on my website as well as Facebook. So a lot of them like to follow me on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, That way they, they can see their, um, their dog's progress. Um, They have asked if they can come, visit their dog. Um, I don't allow that. Um, reason being is because um, I found that it can cause a a huge disconnect um, with me and the dog. So the first thing that is vital to dog training is that we establish a, a bond with the dog. So if the dog is, is with me and we've established a bond and then the the owner comes. Now we have to start all all the way back over again. So okay. I don't allow them to come visit, but um, pictures, videos, um, phone calls, text messages. I am very transparent with my clients. Um, so it's not always good news that I tell them. Um, sometimes I have to be, you know, 
um, honest and say, hey, you know, this this is what we are struggling with or this is what he's doing or, you know, dogs dogs are going to be dogs. So if they do kind of, you know, get into some things. So I say, hey, you know, this is what happened. And rest in assuring that I, I do have their safety and their well-being in mind. And most of my, um, well, majority of my clients, they're very understanding. I have the best clients in Central Texas. I love each and every one of them because they have um, put forth a, it's a lot of trust in me, and um, I don't want to let them down. So, yes, communication is is key, vital, vital when it comes to uh, dog training, mainly because also um, once the dog is, is trained, I have to, you know, translate everything to them. So I, I like to keep them um, already a step ahead of what the dog is doing, what I did to get the dog to this level, um, that way that they already have it in their mind what they will have to do um, when these situations happen. Okay. Uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you uh, one of the one of my final questions for you on today. Uh, and that question is, why should a person still sue you over all the dog trainers and facilities that are available in your area? Why should they choose you to train their dogs? And and also I forgot. Let's go. Let's give out that website before I, I totally forget. That's your last question that I just asked. I'll repeat it if you need me to. But give out your okay. um, information right now, please. So my website is impactdogtraining.com. That is capital M dog training. D O G. I'm sorry. Pack P A C K dogtraining.com. Um, and my phone number. They can reach me at five one two. Six seven seven four six zero six, and um, working with me, um, you can rely on, or you can expect a trainer who has their dog's best interest in mind. It's not about the um, financial gain; it is overall about the the gain of the dog and their development. Um, I am a family man. Um, I I bring the dogs here in my home and help them to um, adjust to the lifestyle of a family or even a individual and then translate it back to that home environment that the dog will go to. I am also a um, U.S. Army veteran, um, so, you know, I do understand soldiers and uh, families in the community and their schedules and their lifestyle as well. So I'm able to um, them with those needs as well. Mark, I'm sold. I'm sold. I, I'm going to get me a, a pooch, a cat, a bird, or something to bring it to you because, I mean, you have really impressed me on today. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's a man that I already love. I already have a relationship with him. He's showcased on uh, the buffet today because he's a man of his word. He stands behind his word, and he does what he says he's going to do. Mark, it's been an awesome blessing having you on today. My prayer is for you that greater uh, comes to you immediately, that you receive a call because you have extended yourself on the buffet on today, that people in your area who did not know you now know you and feel that trust that they can um, release their animals to you, and he'll be incapable and caring hands. I vow for you, uh, Mark Mayo, Jr. Thank you. Okay, we're going to switch gears. We're going to switch gears, and now we're going to welcome our next guest on Saturday's buffet. We have Faith 
Bay Specialist with the Department of Family and Protective Services, serving the Longhorn State of Texas. This is Mark's wife, my daughter, Tiana Mayo. Welcome to the buffet, Tiana. Tiana hey, thank you for having me. All right. Tiana will be sharing information with us on today, family, about how we as a community can get involved and make an impact while benefiting our children. Tiana, welcome again to the buffet. Thank you for accepting the invitation to come. Tiana Mayo, where do you work and what is your title? Well, you kind of gave it away already, Ma. I work for the Department of Family and Protective Services. I am the faith-based specialist for the region. Okay, what areas do you cover in Texas? I cover what is called Region 7. It's 30 counties. Um, it's from Hillsboro down to Lockhart, Texas, San Marcos area, from San Sabalano over to Centerville, Madisonville, and everything in the middle. So it includes Bell County, um, McLennan County, Travis County, Williamson County, the bigger counties as well. So how many children are in your care, Tiana? Not well, in the state of Texas has yes, twenty eight thousand, a little over twenty eight thousand kids in care right now. For the region that I cover, we have about four thousand, just over four thousand kids in care. So on your job, you get um, anyone involved, or are you just strictly dealing with churches? Well, I deal with churches. We do have another branch called Community Engagement, and they deal with businesses on the outside of churches. So if I'm in the community doing work and I run into, let's say, a mattress store that wants to partner with us, then I refer them to another lady named Lauren McBee, and she is also somebody who works in the community for the department. So if I was a church in your area, I'm not. I'm in South Carolina. But if I was a church that was not in your coverage uh, area, what should I do? If if it's a church in Texas, there's one person like at least one person like me in every area. So um, I actually have two people that help that cover Region Seven. It's me and another young lady named Christy. But every region has at least one person. So we have the whole state of Texas covered. If you are Amazing. in another state and you want to help, you can give me a call. We can find ways for you to partner with us. I actually have the pleasure of having a young lady who is a professional shopper, and she loves to knit, and when she goes shopping and she runs out of grandchildren to shop for, she buys kids clothes for my kids in Texas, and while she's knitting and praying and making blankets and scarves and socks and everything else, I have the benefit of getting those too. So it, you can help wherever you are. It's just a matter of us figuring out how. Wow, what an awesome uh, thing your your friend does for you. Uh, Tiana, you said you are the faith-based initiative person specialist. What is that? <clears throat> I work with churches in the area. I am employed by the state of Texas, but I engage the faith community I talk to them about ways they can partner with the state to help children and families that are from their areas. I provide training and technical assistance. So if a church is um, has congregants that are in the foster care system, I can teach them techniques to deal with the children and the families so that they're successful. I help churches to establish ministry connections, I mean ministry opportunities, so that if they wanted to partner and help families, we can figure out a way for them to do that. And I also do what I call bridging the gap between church and state. I speak church, 
I speak state. And so I can answer questions for the church related to state issues. I can answer questions for the state related to church issues. Church, you know, the reason why the mm-hmm. church does what they do. And so I'm able to kind of debunk any myths. I'm able to answer questions for pastors who maybe have had congregants who were in our system and they didn't understand why we did the things that we did. I can talk to them about general practices and why we had to make some hard decisions in our cases and how we do things. And so is that why you get the church involved? Actually, I get the church involved because the state has realized we're not good parents. We realized that by involving the church, we had more successful outcomes. We had more support for families once we were no longer involved in cases. We had families who were not believers who became believers. We had caseworkers who were not believers who became believers. And our outcome since the church's involvement has been tremendous. We've had more families to be reunited. reunited. We've had more children to be able to return home. And we've started to lower the number of children that are sitting and waiting for families to adopt them. I need a little praise break right there. Hold on a minute. Excuse me. I had to put that in. I had to put that plug in because that is an amazing report. I mean, when we're living in times where we're not getting always getting these good reports um, when it comes to churches, that is awesome, awesome news. Church, we should be celebrating. We we can we can t- pass the offering basket and go home after that message right there. Tiana, you just rocked my world. Amen. So what are some of the programs that churches are currently involved in, Tiana? We have um, a few that are popular. We do clergy in the court where we take pastors to court to let them hear about our cases, to hear real live cases. Um, I've learned in this position that when I go and visit a pastor, I can tell them our families need help. But when they come to court and they put eyes on those families, they're more inclined to act. And so we take them to court. We let them see cases, see parents, see children, talk to the judge. And then we discuss ways that they can help after they see those cases. We also have foster adopt ministries. We are always in need of foster parents. But outside of foster parenting, because we've realized that every church is not for foster parenting, we need people to support foster parents. So what that looks like is if, a, if there is a foster mom that's getting a new placement, a new child in her home, there's a group that will go out and get groceries for that family, maybe cook for them that night they're getting placement. Maybe they'll give them a night off and babysit. Maybe they'll bring dinner just on a random night of the week just to help out those foster parents because they've taken on those extra responsibilities. We also have a program called the Care Portal. It's an online system that brings the needs of caseworkers, families, and children to churches, and it allows them to work together through that online system to meet the needs of families in their area. And so you have to sign up for it, but once you're signed up for it, every time a a caseworker enters a need in your area, you receive an email, and you have the opportunity to help if you are able to. There's no pressure because if you don't have what they're asking for, you just don't respond to the email. Um, We have what you call parent night out, which is another thing that churches do. They set up a night where they have maybe pizza and movies and games. They allow foster parents to drop off their kids for a couple hours so that the foster parents can have a kid-free night. And so usually those happen um, once a month at churches around the region. And then the last thing that I'll talk about is 
the, the different Sundays that we have throughout the year. So we have Blue Sunday in April. That's a national day of prayer where we ask churches to pray for families, children, and caseworkers that are in the foster care system. We have Stand Sunday that's in November. That's where we ask churches to kind of ask their congregations if they're willing to be a part of the solution and stand up and start doing and then we have Freedom Sunday, and that is in January. That is a Sunday where we recognize human trafficking and ways that we can prevent it from happening in our area. You know, Tiana, this is a very serious uh, conversation we're having on today, but my mind is just really rambling at right now, and I'm going to take a rabbit trail on you. I'm okay. rambling because I remember a time I kind of wished I had drowned you in the bathtub, but I want <laughs> you to know today Today, 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 I am so blessed and honored by God that you are my child because I know that you have committed yourself to the process that you are speaking of today. And I want you to know as your mother, I'm glad I gave you biscuits and meat for dinner. I'm glad I didn't drown you in the bathtub. Love you to, love you to pieces. Going back Don't forget to the beans. <laughs> oh, and the beans. Okay. <laughs> Going back to... A line of questions. Does the size of the congregation matter, Tiana? What about what about we only got let's know five, six, ten, fifteen people? Can we still help? You it doesn't matter the size. We can find ways for your congregation to help. Everybody in the pew can do something. And even if you're older and you love to knit, we can take those blankets and give them to children who don't have blankets in there that they, they can move through placement with. If you want to give financially, we can take financial donations and make sure that they are given to the right families and to help those families, no matter how big or small, you can help. Okay, I think your friend crochets, uh, she hasn't learned how to knit yet. But going back to the question, what is the first my thing my church involved? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. What is the first step to getting my church involved? Contact me. Let's meet. Uh, right now we do have a lot of COVID stuff going on. I've been doing a lot of virtual meetings where I'll call you and we'll do a video chat. We'll talk about what you want to do, what you can do, and then I'll we'll talk about how to get started. Um, generally that happens in person. Usually I come and sit down and talk to you, or I'll come and talk to the leadership team or small groups because sometimes it's children ministries that want to do something or it's the, the men's ministry that wants to do something. So I can talk to small groups. I've even done um, Sunday morning presentations where we'll do something like this, a question and answer, and I'll present to the congregation ways that they can help, the reason why it's necessary for them to help. <clears throat> what are some of the things of, uh, that the foster care kind of desperately needs right now, Tiana? Um, we always need foster parents and adoptive parents. We would love to be a state where we have families waiting for children, but not children waiting for families. And right now, unfortunately, we have a little, a lot of children who are waiting for their forever families, and they don't have anybody that, that's attempting to be their forever family. So we always need foster parents. Right now, because okay. of the COVID crisis, we are in need of, of everyday items. Um, we have families that get food stamps, but they can't get things like cleaning supplies or gift cards. You can do gift cards to help families who are, are short because, you know, the job situation is kind of sketchy right now. You can activity bags because everybody's in the house and we are not able to move and function as normal. If you want to put together activity bags for families, 
to give children and families something to do to pass the time. That's always good. Um, we have rainbow rooms around the region, which you, those are the items that we use when we remove a child from a home to try to piece together clothing, shampoo, conditioner, things like that. So you can always buy items for the rainbow rooms. Um, if you can think it, we can probably make it happen. Anything that you are interested in doing or anything that your congregation does well, we can use that to benefit our families. We just need your willingness to work with us. Okay, Kiana, what, what would you like us to know about these children that, that you're saying we can adopt or foster, foster parents? Um, they have experienced loss. They've experienced trauma. They haven't had a person who committed to them and loved them through tough times. They usually are sibling groups um, or they're African-American children. There's a disproportionate number of African-American children in the foster care system compared to other races. Um, and they desire a forever home. It's uncomfortable for them to think about loving someone because they're fearful of being hurt again. However, they desire to be loved. They desire to have somebody who will commit to them, and they want somebody that's patient and that won't run every time, you know, an issue arises. And honestly speaking, as a mother, I've had I've, my children and other children come through my home, and I have never had a child that didn't have any issues. And I think sometimes we forget that with parenting, there comes issues, and we have to be willing to work through those issues with our kids the same as our foster kids. Are you telling us don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, Kiana? That's exactly what I'm telling you. You know, Kiana, talking with you today has just been an amazing uh, trip for me. We're going to take a song break, uh, but when we come back, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give me your closing thoughts before we leave uh, our conversation with you. Um, okay. I have some things I want to say to you as a woman, as a, my daughter, as a, a worker for the state of Texas. I have some things I want to uh, decree and declare in your life because I believe you're God sent, not because you belong to me, but because of the work that you have uh, uh, decided to do. We're going to take this song break. Pastor Chris, take it away. We'll come back with final thoughts for Tiana. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown, right now on TPV Radio. Father, we thank you that it's your breath in our lungs. Thank you for this amazing opportunity just to pour out our worship to a God that loves us, to a God who's made ways out of nowhere for us. Thank you, Jesus. You give life, you are love. Bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken, so great are you, Lord, cause it's your breath in our love, so we pour. 
Because at the end of the day, there's nobody like Jesus. At the end of the day, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody heal me like Jesus. Can't nobody fix me like Jesus. 
Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown, right now on TPV Radio. Hey, welcome back, family. Welcome back. We're uh, speaking with uh, Tiana Mayo at this time, faith-based uh, specialist for the state of the Longhorn State of Texas. And uh, Tiana has really been informative on today. We've really uh, gotten some great information from her. Uh, Tiana, the platform is open to you any day you uh, feel a need that uh, we're on the air to come back and to share any more information. Uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity because we do have another special guest that's waiting. Uh, We're going to give you an opportunity to give your closing thoughts and some things that you would like to leave with us. But before you speak on that, I want to say something to you. Uh, I have a garden, as you know, and um, early on in, in my garden, uh, my husband and I, your dad, we went out and we put some chicken manure around our plants. And um, now we look out at our garden and it's flourishing. And I'm, I'm looking at your life, my daughter, and I see that although there were some things placed around your root system, that you have blossomed and you have grown into an awesome and, a, and an amazing display of godly love. I thought about many things that you have done as this state worker that I've seen you do. I've seen you get out of your home and go to school, home children's hair because they had been sent to school inappropriately. I've seen you uh, give children clothing. I've seen how children gravitate towards you. And I've seen how you have handled uh, misbehaving issues uh, coming from children. And I want to tell you today, greater is in your future. You are an essential worker, my daughter. Uh, The world needs more people like you to make impactful differences in lives. Our children are our now as well as our future. And we need many more people like you that will step on the platform and make a difference. And uh, when you get through uh, with your uh, final thoughts, we're going to move on to your aunt. This is a family affair on the buffet on today. And uh, my prayers are with you to empower you because I know you've seen some horrific things uh, on your job. I know you have. But uh, you're still standing and you're still engaged in the warfare called abandonment to our children. Thank you, Tiana. I bow and I take my good piece of hair off and lay it on the table to you on today. Tiana, your final thought. Um, honestly, I just want us to consider what it would be like if we stopped watching TV and saying somebody needs to help, somebody should step up, oh, that's not right, and if we became the feet and the hands of God as we're supposed to do. I just want us to imagine what it would be like if we looked at a child and seen a need and actually met that need. If we seen a family and instead of complaining and saying, oh, something's wrong there, we stepped in and asked how could we help and be of assistance. That's what we need right now. We need churches who don't want to just see the problem, shake their heads, but we want churches that are willing and ready to do something about the problems that they see. We want you to do even the smallest things. 
to get started so that the intimidation that we sometimes feel about working with families in the foster care system, we can start to remove some of those intimidations. So I ask today if you are willing to do something that you call me and that we have a conversation and that we move forward because, as I said before, even the smallest thing is helpful when if it's positive towards our families. I want to leave my phone number. It's 254 220-6819. That is my phone number. If you will call me, we can figure out a way for your congregation, no matter how young, how old, how small, to help and make an impact with our family. Thank you. Give your number out again for us, Kiana, please. Yes, it's 254-220-6819. All right. Tiana, we thank you uh, for accepting the invitation on today. We thank you. We thank God for you being on the show. Um, it's a family affair today. Uh, no plan of mine. I know that um, your life will flourish because of today because this is a God thing. This is a Christian a radio station. These are Christian issues that uh, we have and that we are addressing on today. And we're not going to stop with, um, with you and, and Mark, but we have another special guest on. So today, um, we also are blessed to have Roberta Jones with us again today. Roberta is one who wears many hats. So today, we are speaking with her about the skills that she has in the heart of the home, and that would be the kitchen. She is a business owner, and I believe her food is a source of comfort. Why do I believe that? Because I've eaten her food, and I felt comforted by it. Her cooking is known locally. But I believe her platform is global. Yes, I say that again. I will say it again. I'm not afraid. Her cooking is known locally because when people come to funerals and they find out she in the kitchen, they might be sad because of the loved one passing, but they're happy that their repast will be good. Yes, I said it. Her platform should be global. Roberta's food is prepared with love, and she can do with, uh, in a, with little effort what it takes me all day to do, and it still doesn't turn out right. Um, those of us who have had the privilege of eating her food, hey, Roberta. Hello, Lorraine. Hello. Yes, yes. Now, do I put action behind my words as far as your cooking is concerned, my sister? <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> yes, you can. You, you my, you're my greatest supporter. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Roberta is a caterer. J&J Caterer, and she is a, a phenomenal cook, and uh, she's, worth, she's worth hiring, yes. So, Roberta, where does your drive come from when it comes down to going into the heart of the, the home, the kitchen? The, uh, the drive is, is, is um, I think it's more just, like you say, comfort. People are okay. people are comforted by eating. I mean, things are done in in, in the restaurant business deals uh, uh, and stuff only because people are sitting there with a good meal. And when you get a good meal, you know it's like food in your mouth, like mm, you can think better, <laughs> you can talk better because it's just something about food. It's comfort. Yes, it is. And your your food does that does that trick. I always thought she was medicating me because I'd eat her food and go to sleep. But when did <laughs> well it is it's, it is a it's a secret behind it. I do uh, I I do pray before I cook. I'm praying while I'm cooking. 
Okay. And I've experienced that as well. And you know what? Your praying is a whole nother show. So don't bring that up and let don't you open up that can of worms unless you want to get off a of catering and start talking about that that, real, that gift that you have as a prayer warrior. But Bert, when did you start enjoying cooking? I've enjoyed I've I started enjoying cooking as a as a kid. My my only sister reminded me that I would used to try and cook as a little girl. I just enjoyed cooking. I would, you know, we had fire fireplace and Daddy had peanuts and he had sweet potatoes. So I would try and make me some uh, peanuts and fireplace over the coals. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was something I, I believe it's a gift that was just placed inside of me. And once I start cooking it, you know, from a, from a kid, making cookies, pecan candy, you know, popcorn balls, you know, at school, when I was uh, in high in middle school, I was selling popcorn balls and homemade pecan candy. So it was just, it's a, and the joy of it is watching people eat it and enjoy it. That's, that's what joy, it's like such a joy to watch people eat my food. Now your popcorn uh, balls, they, they were a business for you as a child, right? Yes. But didn't you have some trouble with them popcorn balls with some of them siblings <laughs> of yours? <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, I have 15 siblings, and I used to make popcorn balls and wrap them up and, and set them and, set them up and wait, you know, in the morning and have them in a bag. And uh, when I get ready to pick the bag up, it was always lighter because I was <laughs> popcorn balls missing. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, Roberta. But if somebody decided, and, and matter of fact, let me do you due diligence. Roberta is in the Saginaw area, Saginaw, Michigan area. She also services Flint. Um, and uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but she will travel. Uh, to your location if you need her to come and to uh, cater for you. So if a person hired you as a caterer, what should they expect from you, Roberta? They would expect good food and good service. I, I do cater in the home. There are people that have had private parties and catered me in their home to do the, their uh, their catering, their dinners. And I, I serve as well. Uh, it's professional. People love yeah. it. Uh, haven't yeah. had any complaints, and I just love meeting people, talking to people, you know. So I think you I'm you gonna... you you have also you have also been with me on a couple occasions. Exactly. I was just getting ready to share one of those occasions, Roberta, and I'm going to be careful with this. But uh, Roberta <laughs> catered a, 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 a an affair one time, and it was kind of like upscale people, and um. I won't say the location or anything. I'm just going to give the incident. But those people, they were kind of, you know, kind of, you know, pinky in the air kind of folks. And, and we have put, set up the food. And when they started eating the food, they forgot about the pinky. I mean, they were, they, they were eating her food, and they got down to the real who they were. So I say Roberta's food not only comforts you, but it brings out the real person that you are. <laughs> And I, I thought that was so funny because they were like eating a little bite and you know dapping their mouth. But when when they got a hold of her fried chicken, they forgot about that. And I just really uh, enjoy being with you and being a part of your catering because she feeds her her, her workers, and I just love it. Roberta, I live in South Carolina, and what if I decided that I wanted J and J caterers to um, cook for me? Would you travel? Yes, I do. I travel. I. Uh... All you have to do is, uh, you know, you have to, that's, that's expensive for traveling. But, yeah, okay. if I cater, I, yes, yes, I do. 
Would you give your information on how they can reach you so that uh, before we mess around and forget, because I don't want to do that. I want them to be able to find you. Yes, my business is J&J Food Service. The number is 
So today, radio audience, we want you to believe with us that Roberta will get that assignment. I would love to see you have that. I believe that your food is deserving of them as, as their partakers. Uh, Roberta, I'm vegan, and um, I want to know, are you willing to think outside the box and cater for a, a person that's vegan, vegetarian? Yes, I am. I'm waiting on you to come so I can make you a vegan jumbo. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, 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 don't make me get in the car. But um, what is, what is, I know that you have a secret ingredient, and you almost touched on it earlier. And what what is the one ingredient that no matter what you prepare, it's going to be included in your recipe? See, now you're giving my secret. Now, my secret <laughs> is love. 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 Amen. Love. I'm, and you I'm know, gonna give a story we, we, out. <laughs> Go, I'm going to give a story out behind that because I, I got kind of mad. Uh, audience, Roberta, uh, one day, her and I decided to fix the same meal. And it was, uh, I know it was fish and cabbage. So she went home to her to her family to make fish and cabbage. And I went home to my family, under her instructions, of course, to make the same meal. And Roberta had gone so far as to make me my fish batter. And I was so excited. I was going to be on the platform with my sister and cook a great meal for my family. I went home and I messed up so bad. We had to end up going over to her house, eating up her fish and cabbage. And I told her, I said, you know what? This, this is just not for me. I am not, never going to be the, the cook that you are, and I'm just going to deal with this. But she, she is so enthusiastic when it comes down to, to cooking. And she told me that this um, secret recipe says, Brown, all you got to do, is add love to it. So now, I'm not offending my family. I'm not the greatest cook, but I always remember um, that key. It's love. My intentions are well, but uh, I still mess up in the kitchen, but I'm honored uh, to have Roberta on our show today. I'm honored uh, that you all are being exposed to one of the greatest cooks Saginaw, Michigan has to offer. And so, Bert, do you cook by recipe? Do I cook by recipe? Sometimes, yes. most of the time, no. I I okay. always do a pinch of this and pinch of that. But I do I do have recipes that I use. But I always I kind of deviate from the recipes. Okay. I use them and I give a rec- I do give recipes to my to my children and stuff and to other people. I give recipes, okay. yes, but I do use recipes from time to time. Something, yeah, from time to time. But sometimes I just it's it's the I. It's a heart thing, you know. It's like I say, it's a talent, and it's it's almost like you're singing. Yeah. You know, it's just you do it, and it, you can't you you can train people. The real has to come from the heart. And you are a heart cooker because I've tried to. I, I mean, she she did a lot to try and help me and perfect and perfect this uh, cooking gift in me, and. Uh, I haven't learned very much, but uh, I thank God for her because she's on speed dial. She's on speed dial. So when did you really start cooking? You said you started as a child. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I used to do, like, when we had things, I used to do weddings and parties. You know, people would come to me to, to, to do these things, and I was like, oh, okay. So after I retired from the plant, I started my own business in 2006. That's when I began to get real serious about the catering part of the business. But 
I've always done it, even in working. And I used at work, I used to have parties at work, work, and we would have the entire plant coming in our department because they found out we were having a party. <laughs> and the young man Felix and I was cooking, so even the cafeterias would shut down and come to our party because they wanted. Wow, to what an honor! Roberta, have you ever noticed how people demeanor and 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 they 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 perk up? I've been with you. I I know this to be true. We've gone to funerals, and they've seen you at the funeral, and they'd be like, oh, you cook? And you'd be like, no, not today. And they'd be like, oh. Their their whole demeanor dropped. And then we've gone (laughs) to places where you were the cook, and it was like, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. We're going to have some good food today. So how does it feel when you go in a place and the expectations of the people are excited because you have put your hands in the pot? It's humbling. It, it is. It, it's, it's humbling. It is. It's humbling because it's like, oh, you know, because it's not you. If I could okay. take the credit for it, I would. It's humbling because you know that the gift came from God. Awesome. Because, awesome. you know, no matter you, you, we can cook the same thing and it comes out different. The only difference is, is, the, is, is the giver that gave the gift. How well do I know that one? that we can cook the same thing and they come out different. Well, Roberta, <laughs> we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to have a song break. But when we come back, we're going to uh, ask you a few more questions. And uh, I know you heard your niece and nephew on earlier today. And Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Wasn't it awesome? We're going to open up the phone mm-hmm. line. And if anybody want to ask any questions or make any comments, we're going to allow that. But um, we're going to take a song break at this time, and we're going to come back and ask you a few more questions. Um, we want you to share with the radio audience about your family, how many children that you gave birth to, and how you taught them to cook, okay? All right, we'll be right back. Uh, we're in the hands of Pastor Chris. Take it away, Chris. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Wherever you are, I need you to put your hands on it like this. Come on. Yup. Everybody climb like this, y'all. Like this, y'all. We want to see you. Yeah, no. So open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Just open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Say, I want to see Just open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, cause I want to see you. That's our heart today. I want to see you. Wherever you are, let's raise it together. Come on, take it. See him in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the chaos. Come on, just ask him today. Oh, 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 say open the eyes. I wanna see it like you see.
everybody clap, 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 your, your heart's desire, God. We just want you and only you. All over the world, let's sing it together. Say, open the eyes. We want your perspective, God. Give us your perspective. Oh, I want to For my family, I need to see you. For my business, God, I need to see you. Come on. Say, open the
All right. Welcome back, everyone. We're wrapping this up today. Uh, we're talking with Roberta Jones, J&J Caters, and uh, we're getting ready to uh, wrap this thing up today. Uh, Roberta, would you share with the radio audience uh, how many children you have and if cooking was a priority when your children were small? <laughs> yes, I'll, I, I say I have one and one one and one children. <laughs> <laughs> one and one, okay. <laughs> you put them together. I have eleven children. Eleven yes, children. I have eleven children. I have eight girls and and uh, three boys. And yes, cooking was a priority because they wanted three meals a day, and they were big <laughs> eaters. Okay. They were big eaters, and they they are they were friendly kids that wanted all the kids in the neighborhood to come and eat at the table with them too. So yes, okay. uh, it's like I was always cooking, but I enjoyed it because it was making them happy, and it was just you know something I enjoyed doing. Did you teach the boys how to cook too, Roberta? Yes, the boys. Yes, I always had my kids in the kitchen with me when when, when I cooked. I always made sure they were they were doing something. You know, you 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 know, you do this that. You know, they always was doing something in the kitchen. And one of the things we did. Uh, in December, one day in December, I would make cookies all day long, and we would start like five o'clock in the morning, and we wouldn't stop till about five in the afternoon. And everybody wow. made cookies and candy wow. for that that entire day. Even my niece, my niece would come over, like saying she would come over and and help. So that was something we did, and we look forward to that every year. You know, that was a, a Christmas project, and we would make cookies and make baskets and candy, and we we did it all day. But, yes, the kids enjoy cooking. My boys can cook as well. Well, Jeffrey. Well, Roberta, you, you might have 10 that cook, but I, I know one of them personally. Um, she kind of <laughs> pretends, <laughs> pretends to be cooking. That's that Maquita. I hope she's listening today because Maquita <laughs> likes to run the kitchen, but she don't do a lot of work. And, and you know what? I might throw rolls in that pot. I'm not scared. Them my nieces and nephews. <laughs> But, uh, Roberta, I don't like my own food. Do you like your own food? Not really. I'm my biggest critic. <laughs> I'm my biggest critic. Everybody, oh, oh, this is so good. I'm like, no, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. I'm my biggest critic. So that's normal, oh. I think, to not like your own. Because, you, you know, you criticize and things you, you knew you didn't do or should have done, and, and nobody noticed it but you. But, yeah, I, th- I think that's normal to be your biggest critic. When your niece found out you were coming to Texas to visit um, my niece, Thelma, when my daughter found out you were coming to visit your daughter, Thelma, and uh, you were coming to her house, and, and I told her, I said, you going to fix your auntie some food? She was very, very intimidated by you. So, But are you quick to critique other people's food when you're dining out, Roberta? No, not at all. You know, I, I love I love to eat out. I, no, I don't know. I'm, and I don't know why people feel that way. Why? Because I'm not critical of other people's food. But you're such an amazing cook, and I understand that because I don't really like to give you you my food either, <laughs> but you <laughs> insist upon it sometimes, so there we are. Roberta, if you you're had good to leave cook. a Okay, go ahead. I say you're a good cook, but you just, you, you, you invited me over one day and said, help yourself, and I start helping you, helping myself to hold no stop. That is true. <laughs> you were getting, you had got four pieces of chicken. I was mad. But anyway, 
we have many stories that that we can share about uh, the meals and things that we've shared on shared together and how we've had ministry and the afterbirth of our ministry has been a meal that we've shared uh, to celebrate uh, victory in those uh, ministry uh, moments. You always use moments, as you say, as teachable moments. If you uh, consider your legacy, a lot of people think of you uh, as being a great cook. What legacy would you prefer to be remembered uh, for, Roberta, and why? My the legacy I would prefer is to be a good Christian woman. The cooking is fine, but my love for God, I want people to see. And me sharing God with people, the love, I think that the love language is, is more than anything. Because if I can help somebody come to Christ, I think that is the greatest thing one can do. That's the greatest legacy. Cooking is okay, but my legacy legacy is to bring people to Christ. That brings me to my my uh, another point that I have about you, Roberta. Your food has brought many people to your table, but your love and your kindness has made many of them become repeat customers. Your legacy is to be remembered as a great Christian woman that could cook. I say you're already ahead of the game. But there are some other things and attributes about you also that has caused many to uh, revisit you. And I was thinking when um, I was preparing for this minute, this hour, this show, and I thought about a, a time when I had something going on in my physical body, and I had gone to many people who I thought had the ability to pray a prayer of faith. And they had been laying hands on me. They had been praying over me. And that condition continued to exist in my body. I walked in your kitchen one day, and you were doing what you do best. You were in your kitchen cooking. And I told you about the condition that was going on in my body. You love to cook, and as busy as you were stirring the pot, you wiped your hand on your dish, on your um, apron, and you laid hands on my head, which is where my condition was at that time. And you prayed not a long, extensive prayer, but you prayed a prayer that was evidently one of faith because that condition left my body, and it has been years now. I've never experienced it again. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in agreement with you that if people want to remember you for food, that's fine. But there are some deeper uh, things about you that cover uh, a lot more of our life than just our stomach. I've seen you, I, I say you're a gangster in the, in the spirit realm. I say you are a gangster, you're a thug, Roberta Jones, because I've seen <laughs> you do drive-bys in restaurant bathrooms. <laughs> and I, I'll just be with you, and I'll be so happy that I'm there to park in the gifting that you have. And we went in the bathroom one day to wash our hands or, or use it. I don't remember what the occasion was, but you got that girl in that bathroom and cornered it all. And I ain't had no more sense than to go along with you. And when that girl came out that bathroom, she was a different woman. And I looked at you and I say, you just did a drive-by in the Chinese restaurant bathroom. Now, where they do that at? But I, I just so uh, am so blessed by the gifting that you have. And before we get out of time, Roberta, we're going to see if, any of the callers 
would like to uh, say anything or ask any questions or ask you uh, for prayer requests, uh, I would love that uh, you would pray for uh, impact uh, dog training. I would love that you would pray for faith-based specialist Tiana Mayo, Mark Mayo. And um, my prayer is that whatever you release on this show today will be uh, triple-fold in your life, that your life would never be the same because God has exposed you to be the gift to the world that you are in one form as a cook and another, you have many forms, many hats that you wear. But uh, feel free. Okay, you, hello? Yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am. You broke up, so but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, uh, get some get some of these customers on the table on this afternoon. <laughs> First caller we have is sixty two thirty six sixty two thirty six. You are on Saturday's buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown, Impact uh, Dog Training, Tiana Mayo, and Roberta. God bless you. Caller, feel free to ask questions or make a statement if you'd like to. You have the floor, 6236. That's the last four digits. Would you like to say anything today? Okay, Pastor Chris, is there another? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for calling, caller. Next caller, 2592. 2592, you are on the air at Saturday's Buffet. God bless you. God bless you, caller. If you have like to say anything or ask a question, feel free at this time. Your last four digits is two five nine two. You have the floor. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So we're there... back. Here we go. We got another caller here. Sixty fifteen. Sixty fifteen. You are on the air. Saturday's the fifth with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. God bless you, caller. We're opening up the lines if you have anything you'd like to say, any questions you would like to ask, uh, any prayer requests, whatever your needs are. Today we'll try and address them. Do you ha- Would you like to have words? Uh, how All do right, you know your number? Go ahead. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> I, 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for calling in. All right. Next yeah. caller, eighty six thirty seven. Eighty six thirty seven. You are on the air. Saturday's buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. Okay. Well, it looks like all our callers just want to listen today, uh, Pastor Chris. So we won't put them through through any changes. Uh, the information. Well, well, I'm yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So, uh, no, we yeah. had one more. Uh, I can go try ahead. to see if caller can uh, will want to say something. All right, one more caller. We have seventy nine ninety one, seventy nine ninety one. You're on the air with Saturday's Perfect with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. Seventy nine ninety one. The last four digits of your number. I think that's one of my nieces. Do you have anything to say today? Uh, this Jeanette. Oh, okay. Hey, Brown. Jeanette. This Jeanette Pontoon. <laughs> okay, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed part of it, but the part that I heard, I really enjoyed it. All right. 
But I don't, well, we you know, I don't you. have any Okay, we thank you for listening in today and uh, being a part of our support system. We all need support in, in any endeavor that we're doing, especially when we're working for the Lord. It's always good to have people that um, come on and support you. We're going to allow our, our uh, guests today to have their um, uh, final thoughts if they want to pass out that information again. We have Impact uh, Dog Trainer Mark Mayo. Mark, you uh, want to give out your... Hold on one second. He actually, I can give it to you. It's um, impactdogtraining.com. That's the email. And the phone number is 512-677. Your phone number again? Huh? Okay. okay. Go ahead. Faith-based specialist, Tiana Mayo. Give out your information. 254 220 Six eight one nine is my cell phone number for you to be able to get in contact with me. And you suggest anybody who wants to help or feel a need to help, uh, feel free to make that call? Yes, please, please, please call me. We can talk through any reservations that you have. We can give you a small way to help that is not so intimidating. We're open to whatever ideas that you have as a congregation as well. Tiana, when you look at your job, I know you get compensated monetarily for your job, but do you look at your job as a calling on your life? It is. I actually um, tell people all the time when I go and speak to congregations that I have a job where I can exercise my faith freely without repercussions, and I get paid to do so. I love what I do. I love the interaction with people, families, and churches, and I love the travel, the quiet time in my car, to think and reflect, and so, yes, I absolutely love it. Ma'am? Okay, I didn't hear you. love the travel time, quiet time in your car? Yes, ma'am. I love I love my job, period. Amen. Amen. And I've seen the people that you work with, and I've seen how they admire and love you as well. Did Mark want to have any parting words, Tiana, before we move on to Roberta? Hello, everyone. Um, Good afternoon. Again, this is Mark with Impact Dog Training. I want to thank everyone for listening and the time. Um, If there is anyone who has um, behavior issues with their dogs or just some concerns that they uh, would like to um, for us to uh, to work with work together, um, give me a call. My number again is five one two six seven seven four six zero six, or just look me up on on Google Impact Dog Training uh, LLC and my website uh, impactdogtraining.com. I just want to just encourage uh, everyone to continue to uh, do what's best for their pets. Um, that they are a a part of your family, and in order to truly love your dog is to train your dog. Amen. Thank you so much, um, Mark, for your parting words. Uh, Roberta and uh, I'll just talk to you because I've been at Roberta's house watching TV, and somebody made the mistake of saying, man, I'm hungry. And a few minutes later, she came out of her kitchen with a tray of full-course meal. And we didn't smell it cooking. She did it so fast. I don't know where she get that food from. She's like a genie that can pull a rabbit out of a hat sometime when it comes down to her food. I'm not just saying Roberta is an awesome cook. You can um, experience Roberta's cooking for yourself. 
Uh, she is a caterer in the Saginaw area, uh, but she will travel if you have uh, a need for her to come to your location. Roberta, if you don't mind, please give us your number again of how people can get in touch with you. My number is 989-992-5123. And I also make dressing. Yes. Yes. And you, and you can order. Yes, I will yes. ship it to you. I have it in my freezer. And it, it is awesome, amazing. And um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about your gumbo and your chicken and your fish. But people... Um, People, we try things all the time, and I'm I'm telling you, if you would just go out on the limb on your next special occasion and um, uh, get this woman of God to fix food for you, you will not go wrong, and you can thank me later. We want to introduce our show for next week. We're excited about Saturday uh, Buffet. We have uh, three uh, special guests coming on next week, uh, Bishop Olin Jesse uh, from the Greater Faith uh, Church Community. We have Sister Roberta Jones. She'll be back. Like I told you before, she wears many hats. And we have Rosalind Boone Williams. She's an author of a book entitled Serving Time 2. Serving Time 2. And so we will be uh, uh, discussing a subject that's near and dear to many people's hearts. Those of you that have loved ones and family members and close friends who are incarcerated on next week, we will be addressing uh, those issues and giving you uh, some information that would be helpful for to you, Roberta. Yes. Hello. Uh-oh. We have lost. Yep, she her call has just dropped. Patience family. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, technical difficulties. This is life. Uh, like I told you when I first started this show, Nisi said, be yourself. I'm being myself. It happens. Hey, look, we uh, asked uh, before we got dropped off that Roberta would say a quick prayer for us, please. Are you still there, Roberta? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, just praying right. for impact and even yourself uh, for for your businesses, please. Okay. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time with you, Father. We thank you, Father God, that you declared that we were that you were a very present help in time of need. Father, you told us that it is you who give us the wisdom to get wealth. And as we lift these businesses up to you, we ask you, Father God, to give us understanding, wisdom, and knowledge in how to do it. We pray, Father God, that you would meet every need. And Father, everyone on this call, that you would meet their needs as well. Cover with the blood of Jesus, and we thank you for what you're about to do. We praise you and give you glory. We decree and declare that increase, increase is on the rise, and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Thank you. I don't know about you, uh, uh, people of God, but right now, 
family, we are having some technical difficulties, uh, but you can catch Saturdays the Fifth with Sister Lorraine Brown every Saturday. So we are definitely excited about the show. We thank all the special guests that came on the panel on today. And again, you can listen to the replay uh, on our network, www.ttvradionetwork.com, or you can download Live 365, search the Summer's Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Just bypass the just bypass the subscription uh, on the on the screen. Oh, here we go, and you can type in our name, and you're in there. So we got yeah, we got a few minutes left. So go ahead, Sister Lorraine, back to you. Well, I just I'm just grateful today for all of my guests. I, I hope I said thank you uh, to them. I appreciate you showing up. Please, uh, uh, if you have loved ones that are incarcerated or you uh, have friends or family members or whatever the occasion may be, and you need some information that will help you uh, uh, talk about serving time too, serving time too, talking about those that are incarcerated, finding out that there are many who are being incarcerated unjustly. There are many who are being incarcerated uh, in an God, we want you to be magnified, and we want you to have your way. Have your way in this place. Have your way in us tonight, God. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Central Texas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.